0: Hey, you guys, I'm Clarissa, and you are listening to Listen and Know, a podcast focused on health and wellness education and support while using the lens of premenstrual disorders, or PMDs. Whether you struggle with a PMD yourself, you have female biochemistry and hormones, or you know, work, live with a female, which pretty much will cover everybody, you will find something here that will benefit you and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and listening and I hope you will join me on this journey to better understand PMDs and manage your health and wellness. Please note this podcast might bring up topics that are sensitive in nature as we share true stories of PMD experiences. Welcome back to another episode of Listen and Know. I'm thankful for those of you who are listening and along this journey to better educate yourself when it comes to female health and wellness we all have a female in our lives and 60 up to 60% of them are going to experience symptoms of premenstrual disorders in their lifetime and so this is just super applicable i apologize that i did not get out an episode last week i am dealing with my own premenstrual dysphoric disorder right now and Even just in filming this podcast, I have stopped and started recording multiple times to try and get something that I feel proud of uh, just due to my mental health right now. So I am determined to grit through this. So you guys actually have an episode this week, and maybe that means it's almost time for another Real Talk episode, even though we just barely had one, because I do want to share the realism and the realistic uh, happenings of what goes on with chemistry that we are not necessarily in charge of. In the last education episode, we talked about female hormones. Today, I want to discuss more in depth on those lines of female hormone harmony. So you heard me talk about how I do not uh, like to say keeping your hormones in balance. I like to use the word harmony instead because balance is something that I think is unrealistic when it comes to hormones. We have 50 of them. How do you keep 50 things in balance? And how do we know exactly what balance is for each individual? So I like the idea of harmony because there's there's some sort of truth in our hearts of when we know what harmony uh when we know what that feels like, we can get back to that place. Um, And our brains are really good at helping us find the answers to getting back to uh, a place of harmony versus a place of balance. So I like to use that word instead. So today we're going to talk about keeping our female hormones in harmony. There are lots of things that we can do to keep our female hormones in harmony because everything that you consume, it becomes part of your body. And with our 50 plus hormones in our body, our body then makes hormones out of what we are consuming. And that even goes for our mindset can actually have an effect on the hormones that are made in our body too. So let's get into this A really easy one. And this is one thing that I love about what I do is as a behavioral health coach is I do a lot of nutrition coaching. And so when a female comes to me and is feeling out of whack, maybe can't lose weight in her midsection, um, having a hard time keeping her hormones at bay, eating a healthy diet is something that is easy to do. And easier to focus on. And then when you see the benefits of that, we can move on to something else. So, nutrition is a huge aspect of our lives, considering that we uh, need nutrition in order to be able to live and thrive and survive. So, what we eat is important. The choices that we make in our diet is important for overall health and well being. When I say the word diet, I'm discussing anything that you consume, um, not some sort of regimen uh, that is sh- that uh, prohibits or changes how you eat. A diet can be anything that you consume. It, it it's especially especially important for us when it comes to hormone harmony. Making sure you're eating lots of unprocessed whole foods such as fruits and vegetables um, can be really beneficial. Lean proteins can be really beneficial in making sure that our hormones. Uh, are being produced healthily. Like we have, we want really strong hormone production, not a lot of hormone. We want quality, right? We want to make sure that our bodies are even making the hormones that we need. And sometimes they can't do that if we're not giving them the right nutrients and building blocks through our diet. So you want foods that are rich in nutrients. We call those nutrient dense foods. That's going to, as something is processed in a plant, it becomes less nutrient dense because as you process foods, you have to take something out. A lot of foods have been processed to take out a lot of um, ingredients so that our bodies are only getting the ingredients that give our brains dopamine rushes. Dopamine is a hormone. Um, it's a neurotransmitter. And so on the whole spectrum, from all the way from very nutrient-dense to very processed dopamine hits, whatever we consume becomes part of our body and therefore also becomes our hormones. Not only that, when we eat, we get hormone releases from things that we eat. Have you ever um thought about? the times that your body is craving comfort foods. So maybe you've had a stressful day. Uh, Maybe you're, you are feeling homesick. Maybe it's winter time and you are just needing some sort of comfort food. Well, that is because your body is really wanting to produce a hormone to help you feel comforted kind of interesting to think about. So not only does does the food we eat become our hormones, but the food we eat then also triggers domino effects of hormones in our bodies. Um, you can also study foods that are aphrodisiacs. You can study foods that are calming for us. You can study foods that, uh, actually are detrimental to like estrogen production, like, uh, plastic in bottles. Um, The BPA in bottles actually makes women's bodies produce more estrogen. And so everything that we eat has this domino effect in our body. So that's number one. And by the way, I'm always willing to take you on as a nutrition coach. That is something that I really love to do is the one-on-one or small group coaching of nutrition. And I thrive in that area because I am Um, I know the effects that food can have on our body from personal experience, also from my education. So reach out to me. I do free consultations. You can find that up on my website and that information will be in the show notes as well today. All right. Second one, getting regular exercise. Um, exercise is also a very easy one to implement, to be able to get our hormones in harmony. Um, Exercise helps regulate the production of hormones. So if you have too much of something or too little of something, exercise actually helps regulate those levels for your body. Um, exercise can reduce stress levels. So our hormone that causes one hormone that causes stress is cortisol. But then we also have what are called happy hormones, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. If you know that I have an athletic wear line, it is actually called dose based off of the four happy hormones. Those four happy hormones, we get a dose of happiness as we work out. And so that's how I came up with um, my... Uh, athletic wear line, because you kind of get a dopamine rush as you exercise, but also as you put on new clothes someday, we'll talk about that. Um, but going back to exercise, so it can help reduce stress levels and you want to, um, there are many, many guidelines for exercise many. And why I say that is because again, everybody and circumstance is different And if you are more sensitive to hormones, some sort of exercise uh, recommendation might not be good for your body compared to other recommendations. Uh, Our muscles are also built differently in our bodies. We have what are called slow twitch muscles and fast twitch muscles. Say that 10 times fast. And we each have a different ratio of those muscles within within the build of our muscles so somebody can have 30 to 50 uh percent of one you know and then um so like you can have a different ratio like two out of ten and then eight out of ten and so as you um learn more about your body your exercise regimen also needs to shift and change because you will start understanding what types of exercises will be better when, um, because females cycle, they are, their exercise will also cycle. Um, something that is launching from me in the next summer. So in the next couple of months is a, an exercise, uh, an exercise course or a course based off exercise for female cycles and female hormones. Um, I'm actually really excited to work on this and implement this and, uh, telling you will keep me accounted, accountable for it, of getting it released sometime soon in the next couple of months. So it's always good to get some exercise, even, um, 10 minutes, two to three times a day, whether that's going to walk a dog, um, getting a brisk walk on a treadmill, doing some yoga, any sort of movement is going to be good for us. It's great for our mental health because it burns off stress levels. If you take exercise to an extreme during certain parts of your cycle, or by doing it too long, we actually start increasing our stress hormones. So any type of exercise that is moderate to high intensity exercise after 30 minutes actually starts building our cortisol instead of burning our cortisol. So somewhere around the 30 minute mark, our body goes into more survival mode and then tends to um, produce stress because we're stressing our bodies when we exercise. So if you are in a high hormonal phase of your cycle or you are in a phase of your cycle where cortisol is already running high, or you are more sensitive to that cortisol, you might want to consider keeping your exercise uh, less intense and less in time. So studios that I have worked at have always promoted our classes. Sometimes our classes are not right for a female body. So something that I like to suggest to my clients is, If you are going to take that hour class, you can either one, not be apologetic and leave early. Uh, You can, you know, say, Hey, I need to sneak out after 30 minutes of class. And then you give it, you know, your all for that 30 minutes, or you understand that after 30 minutes, if your body starts pulling in cortisol and building cortisol, that you need to be able to drop your intensity instead of keeping it at a super high intensity, um, that will actually help your hormones throughout, uh, the day and into, and you know, that domino effect of cortisol, because then you're not leaving class with higher stress. And then you go into the rest of your day and don't burn off that cortisol because your body built it instead of burning it. Um, and we can already imagine the types of domino effect that might have with uh, taking care of kids or in the workplace. Um, so be really mindful if you are feeling highly stressed, it's probably not a really good idea to exercise at a high intensity for a long period of time. Um, because then you're building cortisol instead of burning it. Uh, remember that, um, in exercise there's times and seasons for certain types of exercise that our body can benefit better from. Um, So if you are really into weightlifting, know that maybe during the luteal phase, um, the week before your period, that you'll probably be lifting less weight even and exerting just as much, if not more uh, effort into lifting those weights. So I keep track of the pounds that I lift and the reps that I do. And in this past luteal phase, I did notice that I was doing like a shoulder barbell press at like 65, 70 pounds for 10 to 12 reps. And this past week, I actually could only do 38 pounds and could only get eight reps in before failure. So my body, even though I was feeling energized, my body was not engaging and feeling as powerful or enduring as long in those lifts. And I was maxing out. So instead of getting frustrated at that, I understand that in my luteal phase, I'm going to be lifting lighter. Uh, I might not have that drive or that push to just get out those couple more reps that I might be able to in a week or two once my uh, once my cycle changes and I'm in a different season. I, I read a really awesome book. I was trying to look up on my shelf to see if it was up there. I think it's called Roar. And in that book, they talked about a study that they did with, uh, soccer athletes, professional athletes that were females. And they were saying that the goalies were struggling to catch the ball, that the reflexes were actually 35% up to 35% slower. So really knowing that our body, our minds change during our cycle can really help you in that exercise and that diet, uh, in the choices that we make of what we choose to consume and what we choose to, uh, and how we choose to move our bodies along with that. So the third one, another way to keep our hormones in harmony is by managing stress, which just makes me laugh because I don't think stressors, are going to stop coming at you. I I don't like the idea of managing stress because my bo- my brain automatically wants to go to I want to be in control and that is not that's not realistic. So we need to think about stress as managing stress as how thick is your armor? And um where can you possibly where can you retreat to where the stressors that are oncoming will either not penetrate as deep or you can avoid for the time being. Now, when you get out of that avoidance, you might realize that there's a lot more to clean up. And so sometimes people like me is I have a hard time stepping away because I know that the the cleanup, the aftermath is going to be greater than if I were to grit through it. But in a case like gritting through last week, trying to uh, record a podcast and I wasn't doing very well and I was really struggling on recording, um, gritting through it was not an option. It was causing me way too, it was causing me to react to stressors way too high. And I know I needed to pull back from that. So our stress can have a negative impact on our hormone levels because as we stress, our cortisol rises, right? We just talked about that in exercise. We're putting stress on the body in exercise, but it can be through emotional things. It can be through work, things, um, too much to do too much on your plate. So stress can raise our cortisol levels. It can also increase our desire and our need to raise our happy hormone levels. So then we find ourselves, you know, Uh, coping in ways to raise our happy hormones instead of decreasing our cortisol. So you need to find a variety of ways to de-stress so that we can pull back our stress building and we can also increase our happy hormones. There's myriads of ways to do that. Um, You'll always find and we just talked about exercise diet also can help relieve, um, some cortisol in our bodies, but also increase the happy hormones. You know, that is one of the reasons why there's a lot of people that use nutrition to cope with emotions because it increases those dopamine hits to our body. Um, stress can be, simplifying. So taking some things off of your plate, it can, or stress relief. Um, you can find stress, managing stress through exercise, yoga, meditation, journaling. Um, I have a great coaching corner YouTube video on what we call brain dumps in my house. Um, there's also great ways to de-stress by getting out in nature, uh, maybe refocusing on something else. Uh, one time I had somebody tell me, uh, Clarissa, you just need a bigger problem. I thought that was interesting. I was stressing over this. I was, you know, just so honed in and focused on the stress that I really couldn't look outside myself. And when I had a different problem, I actually, that stress went away. You know, that stressor went away and I actually didn't feel like I needed to manage that stress anymore because I had a bigger problem. So what can you create as a bigger problem? This could be like signing up for a race. This could be like uh, enrolling yourself into some sort of new course. This can look like uh, coming to coach with me to better yourself that then suddenly we are um, taking on a new job And changing our capacity and changing our workload, that can be a great refocus uh, to shift our stress away from what was giving us stress. Um, Other great ways to manage stress is to delegate, to be able to ask somebody else for help in something that you are trying to accomplish and not trying to take that on yourself. All right. So we have eating a healthy diet, getting regular exercise, managing stress, next pillar of health would be getting enough sleep. Another way to uh, harmonize your hormones is to get enough sleep. Sleep is essential for hormone production and regulation. So when we sleep, our body takes out the trash. So if you are not getting good sleep, your body is not taking out the trash. Therefore we have hormone buildup. Uh, If you think about something that is living like a plant what happens to it over time. It goes bad, and it dies, and it's not as efficient, and it just generally becomes not good anymore. Um, My tulips outside are almost done with their life, and it makes me sad. I'm watching them kind of shrivel, and they just don't look as vibrant anymore. Also, when I think about the banana on my counter, if it gets left on the counter for a couple more days, it's not going to be really good anymore. It's going to be way too uh, mushy for my liking. And I'm not going to want to eat that. Right. So what happens is if we don't take out the trash from our bodies, our hormones are going to go sour in our bodies. And it's really important for us to get sleep so that our body can rejuvenate and renew and give us fresh hormones that are actually working properly, uh, through good building blocks. Right. So good, through good nutrition, you can see how all of these things really rely on each other. They are an interweb, um, where if one is not working right, or we are not eating right, it can have an effect on all these other areas. Most people need seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Um, you cannot catch up on sleep. You can't. So if you're depleted in sleep, it's not catching up. It's just becoming more strict uh, in your bedtimes and uh, in your wake-up times, so keeping to the same schedule is actually really important. Uh, I notice that during my cycle, there are times when I can actually get less sleep, and I do fine. That's usually during the follicular phase because our body handles cortisol a lot better than it can during the luteal phase. So, in the second half of my cycle, I actually sleep a lot more, and I need more sleep, and I find that I'm tired, which Has been the past couple of weeks. I actually have had to take a nap pretty much every day, and I'm allowing that for myself. And when I'm feeling better and I feel like I don't need a nap, then I just keep on going. So tuning into that's really important. Also for women who have PMDs, specifically PMDD, insomnia is actually one of the symptoms of PMDDs of PMDD. So uh, then on top of needing more sleep we actually can't get the sleep that we need. Uh, brains tend to roll. Um, and so then even while you're sleeping, your brain is still going on and on and on about all the things you need to do and all the things you're worried about. Very vivid, um, vivid nightmares, even sometimes night terrors. Um, I know just this past week I found myself crying in my sleep. My husband woke me up and it was, you know, there are always very, very, um, realistic and very sad types of night terrors because your, your brain is trying to work through all the problems instead of resting during that luteal phase. So it can be really hard, um, for a female with PMDD to actually get the sleep that she needs, uh, in order to then manage her stress, have hormone levels that are high, feel that dopamine rush in the morning. Um, you know, all that drive, that motivation, those kinds of things are all based off of having harmonized hormones, good hormone levels for your body. Um, finally, in a way that we can work on the things that we can do is avoiding toxins. So toxins found in like cigarette smoke, uh, in alcohol, in processed foods. Like, can you tell me all the ingredients and what they do in, you know, the nutrition label that you're reading? All of those things can actually disrupt hormones. Like we talked about, BPA can create make a body to turn on the estrogen production. Um so uh, if you want to keep your hormones in harmony, it's important to avoid toxins. This also can go f- with um go for lotions, uh, it can go for makeups, it can go for shampoo and conditioners that you use in your hair, it can go for any sort of topical treatment um to uh maybe balance hormones. It can go for, um, I just saw a study. I didn't look into it very much, but that buying certain supplements on, uh, at the grocery store can have, you know, up to 30%, uh, of materials that are not even on the ingredients labels that kind of made me a little bit iffy and want to look into the credibility and quality of the supplements that I'm taking. So there's not just fillers in that, that can also go for your protein powders too. So, uh, looking into what you're actually using on your body and in your body, right? So those are five ways of things that you can do automatically to help harmonize your hormones to get, uh, better benefit as just a female. But also, um, these are all things that go into male managing male hormones. And these are things that go into managing PMDs. So PMS, PME, and PMDD all play because, uh, PMDD, PMS, and PME are all sensitivities to shifting hormones. So if you do have hormones that are out of whack, you're then going to feel that in your body and have symptoms from your body, tw- you know, two to three times, excuse me, two to three times as much uh, as somebody who might not have a PMD. So let's look at some of the common symptoms of hormonal uh maybe imbalances for your body. So where there's not harmony, there's dissonance in your body. Uh, remember, we have 50, about 50 different hormones. So this can look like a whole, you know, there's there's hundreds of thousands of millions of combinations of as this shifts, then this one shifts and that one shifts. And so as we harmonize these hormones, we feel healthy, we feel optimal health. And that's what we want. We want you to feel healthy. And that's how I coach women is what is right for your body might not be right for the next person. But if, if you are feeling like, Oh, just this release, this, this thriving in life, that's where we want you to be. Um, okay. So looking at, some of these common symptoms, irregular periods. So remember a period should be somewhere between 28 and 32 days. If you are not consistently in that time, you are probably um, having some sort of dissonance in your hormones. There are many things that we can do about having irregular periods. And I, I actually like want to have a podcast on each one of these things that I have down this list, which you'll find in the show notes, but eventually I would love to have podcasts on all of these things. Okay. So irregular periods, um, heavy, extremely heavy periods or extremely light periods. Um, the color of the blood in your period, I actually call your period a health report card because even the color of your blood can tell you things about your hormones. I don't know if you knew that, but you want your blood to look fresh, look very bright and red. And, uh, that's healthy, um, painful periods, cramps, breast tenderness, um, uh, sciatic nerve pain, inflammation, um, hormone, um, hormone dissonance can even look like, uh, having terrible bowel movements, um, that shift according to your hormones. That's why it's important to track some of these symptoms because we can really relate it to. different hormones, the, the main female hormones in your body, estrogen, progesterone, uh, testosterone, we can actually really relate a lot of what we go through to those main female hormones. Um, but hot flashes, night sweats. I know that a lot of ladies who have uh, PMDD get uh, hot sweats during the luteal phase, their estrogen and progesterone are higher maybe when it's dropping um body temperature is higher, etc. vaginal dryness or extra vaginal wetness can also be signs of hormonal dissonances uh fatigue. amen. <laughs> I'm right there, remember I just talked about taking a nap um mood swings ah lots of apologies to my sweet family this week for what I have gone through. I definitely have felt like, uh, my PMDD has been way more extreme, which is a extreme possibility that I have a hormone that is not harmonized with my body right now. And so then I'm, you know, extra sensitive to that, uh, anxiety, depression, weight loss, weight gain, um, hair loss, There are lots of, you know, post baby, when you have post baby and your hormones are all shifting and you start losing that hair. Have you ever considered that's because of your hormones? That is because your hormones are changing. So if you are having hair loss, uh, in times that you are not postpartum, we absolutely need to look at that as a hormone dissonance. Think about males going bald. Do you know that that's because their hormones are shifting and changing? Oh, yeah. Okay, that might explain a lot for some of you, right? Um, we have alopecia, where that's a hair loss of a female. That's hormone based. Um, skin problems, eczema, uh, rashes, hydration of the skin, uh, rosacea, acne. All of these, all of these skin problems are from hormones. So if you are experiencing something that is abnormal, now remember, maybe normal for you is not, maybe what is common for you is not normal, right? So we need to think that. So maybe I've had acne my whole entire adulthood, like that it never went away. I might say, well, I live with that but that might not be a normal symptom that you need to be having. Maybe you have a hormone that is out of balance. Maybe something that you are eating is creating that, uh, dissonance within your body of too much of something or too little of something else. So sleep problems we've discussed, uh, and even sexual problems, low libido, low drive. These things are caused by hormone dissonance in our body. There are so many products and supplements on the market that, uh, can help with any of these things but if we really start diving in at in like coaching practice when I start diving in the things that we talked about stress um sleep exercise nutrition i always suggest to my clients let's get these taken care of first before we move into taking supplements cuz supplements should be just that now i know that there's a place for medications i understand that I want you to educate yourself on the medications before you uh, decide that you want to take them. So if you have a gut feeling that it's not working, guys, don't take it. If you have that gut feeling, you need to hold off and get some more information about the medication that is being suggested to you. Uh, I promise that one more week, in most cases, one more week will be okay when it comes to hormonal issues. One more week of research, one more week of asking around what worked for people, finding forums, finding what we call community medicine can be beneficial for you. I'm not discounting uh medication. I take it on a daily basis. It helps me and I'm thankful for it, but I want to make sure that you're doing all you can before we just take an easy route, because sometimes those easy routes are number one, not the right answer. And number two, they can cause another domino effect of hormonal issues in your body. And you don't want that, right? Nobody wants that. I promise. Everybody wants to feel healthy and happy. Everybody wants to feel that way. So if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, it's important for you to talk to your doctor because they can help you identify, uh, maybe the cause of your symptoms. They can do tests to check hormone levels, (coughs) but also be your own advocate. Okay. All right. So other causes of hormone dissonance. Okay. Your age hormones are not, um, quality as we age, but they're also not in quantity. Hormones naturally decline as we age. So a lot of women go through issues in um their pre-menopause, right? and postmenopause and menopausal eras because their hormones are shifting so much. One day, their body can produce estrogen like it did when they were in their 20s, and the next day their body won't produce any estrogen. So talk about sleep problems. Talk about hot flashes. Yeah, your body is truly shifting levels at a very fast pace as your body down-regulates the ability to create hormones, especially the reproductive hormones. Stress can cause hormone disruption. Okay. Diet. We talked about diet. We talked about lack of exercise. So diet can cause hormone problems when we are specifically eating the standard American diet, SAD, the SAD diet, highly processed foods, lots of sugar, um, lots of additives can instantly take you into hormone dissonance, uh, lack of exercise. We need the hormones that are created. When we exercise, we need the hormone to be burned cortisol. When we exercise, that is a healthy way to help your hormones, um, stay quality and in quantity. Um, even exercise can help create the hormones in the brain to keep, uh, producing so that we have very, uh, sharp brains as we age. And it's never too late to start even just 10 to 20 minutes of getting your heart rate up. Turn some music on it in the kitchen. Go mow your lawn, uh, squat, do squats when you're doing your laundry, any sort of uptick in, uh, your heart rate is actually so good for your body. You know, go do, go, go do some punching. Even just punching is great to get our heart rate going a little bit and our muscles moving a little bit. So if you need to buy a punching bag, you have my permission. <laughs> All right. So then we have like medical conditions that can cause, uh, hormone, uh, imbalances such as like your thyroid, um, medical conditions, such as getting your ovaries removed to have an overectomy or a complete hysterectomy where they take everything, um, that is going to, uh, shift your, shift your hormone production. Cancers, certain cancers can shift your hormone production. Certain cancers feed off of irregular hormones, right? So then we have problems there. Uh, Certain medications control hormones like birth control pills or thyroid medication. Uh, If you've ever considered supplements of melatonin, melatonin is a sleep hormone. So if you are taking melatonin, you are messing with your hormones. Now I'm not saying it's wrong or right to take melatonin, but it is not just something that you want to just pick off the shelf and start taking because you heard it on an ad or your friend took it. Like your body might not need that. and It might need something else. So if you have questions about hormone levels, if you have questions about what harmony looks like in your body, go talk to your doctor reach out to a professional. Um, They can order certain blood tests and measure your hormone levels. Uh, When it comes to PMDD, you cannot be diagnosed with PMDD through normal hormone testing. And the reason being is because we have an abnormal reaction to normal changing hormones. So for so long, I had doctors tell me my body was normal. And I had a doctor tell me that my PMDD, my emotional, my, my depression, my anxiety was all in my head. And so I just needed to have a better outlook on life. So remember that even though you can't be diagnosed with hormone with PMDD through hormonal, uh, testing. You can't, there are a lot of things that you can do to manage your symptoms by keeping your hormones in a good level for your body. Um, I, I have to put a caveat in there when it comes to measuring hormone levels and getting a full hormone blood panel test through your doctor. They're going to do that one time. Now, remember when we talked about female hormone cycles, We go through 28 days of different hormone levels in our cycle. So we actually need to be blood tested every day for at least a full cycle for us to notice where hormones maybe are awry in our bodies. Now, when you think about that, that would be pretty darn expensive. Our insurance probably wouldn't cover that. And so I I am hoping and working on for, you know, one person, that we get this education so that we can change healthcare so that we can get females better, better, better hormone testing, um, in the future. And I hope, and this is a call to those who are in those places that they start understanding female hormone levels change every day. And we can't really base, uh, supplementation or medication or, uh, any sort of, um, care regimen on one hormone test, not nearly as much as we could if we did better by being able to test more often. Uh, even like once a week for a couple of weeks would be more stellar to see those hormone levels. So, all right, you guys, we talked a ton about hormone harmony today. Um, thank you for hanging in there with me. If again, if you have any questions, take this to a professional I also do free one hour consults and I am also open for taking on some clients right now, not only one-on-one clients, but also small group coaching clients. I love that because you can get education based off other people, but I also love one-on-one because it then becomes way more applicable and direct in what you need, uh, as we coach through, uh, what you go through. All right, you guys hang in there. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Listen and Know. I hope you found this episode helpful and informative. Also, if you know someone who might benefit from this information and these ideas, please share this podcast and send people to the Adagio Fit website and Instagram account where there are more resources, past podcast episodes, and the ability to coach with me. Also, if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, please let me know. I want to remind you that you are not alone. Millions of women around the world suffer from PMDs, and there is help available. If you are struggling, please reach out to your doctor or a mental health professional. There are also many online resources available, such as my website, adagiofit.com, the Premenstrual Disorders Association website, pmda.org, or the International Association for Premenstrual Disorders, IAPMD.org. Remember, help is personal and possible. You are not alone. Thank you for listening. Please note, this podcast is in no way to replace your primary care health doctor. I am not a doctor or a professional, and I ask that you consult with yours before you make any significant health changes. Thanks.